There's a very anti-Christmas moment at the end of Numbers chapter 21. At the end of Numbers chapter 21, all the tribes of Israel, they've been given their land, they're figuring out where they're going to live, and they have figured it out, and it's all set. Everybody knows. And then it says, they had rest on every side. Like, nothing to worry about. And that's why I call it an anti-Christmas moment. Because Christmas, people worry about a lot. There's a lot on people's minds. People are stressed and anxious. And I read the results of a, of a survey that, uh, that were taken just evaluating how people do during the holiday season. And it said that the time between Thanksgiving and New Year's finds over half of the people in our country more distressed, sad, stressed, discouraged, lonely than they are compared to any other time during the year. And so to get to a moment like the Israelites had at the end of um, Joshua chapter 21, where, where they are at rest on every side is, is pretty unusual. At least people feel that way. It goes on to say a couple of other things. It describes the rest a little bit. It says, not one of their enemies withstood them. And it says, not one of the Lord's good promises failed them. Not one. Not one. And I like that phrase. It's really significant. The phrase, not one. Not one of their enemies. If you were to ask them to list all of their enemies, put them down on a sheet of paper or something like that, it would be a pretty long list. There'd be different nations. There'd be different, different challenges. There would be a lot of different people, a lot of different situations. Like the things that threaten their confidence. The things that make them wonder if they're going to be okay. If you go one by one and list all those things, that can be a pretty long list. And then, not one of the Lord's good promises failed them. Why do you need a good promise from God? And what kind of situation? The kind of situation where it looks like God isn't doing anything. Or the kind of situation where you wonder if God is paying attention to you. The kind of situation that you haven't been able to get out of. And so you need God's help. There's a lot of worry with all those things too. A lot of fear. For all of us. If you're to list all the things that, that threaten your confidence every day, things that make you feel stressed or discouraged or distressed, sad, lonely, guilty, those are enemies. Enemies to your peace of mind, enemies to your hope, enemies to your joy. If you're to list all the times just in the last week where you needed to hear a good promise from God because you were afraid that something wasn't going to turn out okay. You were afraid that something was going to get the best of you. It's, I suppose it varies from week to week, but, but some weeks we, boy, we have weeks where that list can be really, really long. And you might look at Joshua chapter 21 and see that they had rest on every side and say, well, good, <laughs> good for them. They didn't have all the stress of the holidays that we have these days. No, but that doesn't mean that they were in a better situation than we are. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus talks about something that he pays attention to one by one. Each one he pays attention to. And do you know what it is? In Luke chapter 12, he says that, that he does not forget each one. Sparrows. <laughs> like the bird, you know, sparrows. He's, he says, you know, two sparrows are sold for a penny. That's what he says in the verse. And, and he says, I pay attention to all those sparrows. My heavenly father pays attention to them. He's mindful of every one of them. He knows what they need and, and he provides what they need. 
sparrows. But then he goes on to say something else. You are worth so much more to God than sparrows. And if God pays attention to each one sparrow, how much more is he paying attention to each one of us? How much more is he paying attention to you? There's a pretty famous verse in Luke chapter 12 that's sandwiched between those two thoughts, that God pays attention to each one sparrow and that you are worth more than many sparrows. It's the verse that says, God knows the number of hairs on your head. If you were to count them one by one, you'd probably give up after a while because there might be so many unless you don't have any hair. And, and I apologize for the poor illustration. But when we try to count the number of hairs on our head, we can't do it. That's an overwhelming task. And then by the time you get done, probably a couple of hairs have fallen out and <laughs> you'd be wrong anyway. But God knows. God knows right now, and he's not saying that to impress you with how good at counting he is, but he's saying that to comfort you. So that as you go through each one thing in your life that makes you feel worried or afraid or guilty or sad, every one of those things, God sees. God knows. And if he pays attention to each one sparrow, how much more is he paying attention to you right now? Right now. And just as he led the Israelites to that place of rest, where they didn't have to be afraid of any enemies, where they were able to see all of God's good promises, that he fulfilled every one of them, You'll see that too. You might have moments of it here on earth. One day you'll see it in eternity. That's what the one Jesus earned for you. The right to know that your heavenly Father sees you, loves you, forgives you, cares for you, and will not fail to treat you as the one special individual he says you are. Rest well tonight, my friends.